0: Bible says, know ye not that so many of us, as were baptized into Jesus Christ, were baptized into his death, therefore we are buried with him by baptism unto into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. Just stop and pray there right, right quick. Heavenly Father, I do ask for your help. I need it. We all need it. And help me to be able to rightly divide your word of truth so that all of us, your saints, would see it and have a better understanding, if not a, a good way of review tonight on what baptism is. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. It's interesting in Romans chapter six, the, 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 the it's the first time the word baptism comes up. First through f- the first five chapters, we don't hear any mention of it. It's all about our state before God, we're condemned, we're sinners, we need to be saved, we need to be justified by His grace. We see all that. Then we see baptism come up. Now, there are groups out there that read into the text. Now, they'll tell you that we just believe the Bible and we want to read the Bible and we just want to go by the Bible. But when they read this verse in Romans chapter 6, They read it like this. Know ye not that so many of us were baptized into water? Were baptized into his death. Now they don't, they don't read it verbally like that. They just, when they preach out of it, that's what they get out of it. And we don't see water in the text at all. Do you? (laughs) We don't see it. But in 1 Corinthians chapter number 12, turn there. And it says, we, we know this verse as well, it says in verse number 12, 1 Corinthians 12, verse number 12, For as the body is one and hath many members, and all the members of that one body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. For by one spirit we are all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, have been made all to drink unto one spirit. What are we a part of, according to 1 Corinthians chapter 12? We can see that clearly from the text. We're part of one body. What's interesting about this one body is we know the Bible also says without controversy great is the mystery of godliness and what was that god what was that great mystery that god was manifest in the flesh. What's interesting to me when I'm looking at these verses is that god came down and took upon the form of a body <laughs> a body of flesh. We all know that Well, he died on the cross three days, three nights later. He rose again from from the grave. And we don't have a body anymore. We have a new, we have a different kind of one body. Christ isn't manifest in a body of flesh down here on earth. But by his Holy Spirit, he has been made made manifest in, in our body of flesh. I mean, not in the sense that he's in our flesh and our flesh can be saved in the sense that we have this flesh suit that we wear and we trust Christ. And then we are baptized by the Holy Spirit and then Christ liveth in me, which is kind of why we went over this morning. What We went over the whole idea of, I mean, let's live for Christ. I mean, he's inside of us, wants us to live for him. And when this new body was formed, look at verse number 27 in First Corinthians 12. Bible says, Now ye are the body of Christ, and members in particular. Acts 5 says, And believers were the more added to the Lord, multitudes, both of men and women. So his body is his church. It's made up of us, which are believers. We are members of that body. So far, so good, right? Have we seen water anywhere in First Corinthians 12 or in Romans chapter 6? anyone? But if you are so waterlogged, you know, you get in the pool, you swim all day, and I can't even go underwater anymore because I just, my ears get waterlogged and I'm, I'm going like this for three days because I can't get the water out. Sometimes you just get so waterlogged. That every time you see the word baptism in the Bible, you just read water. (laughs) And and it's not there. But groups that teach that you can't be saved unless you are water baptized go with a different thought. So we're going to take this thought and we're going to see if it lines up with the Bible. We've got one body. How many bodies? One body. Now, look at Ephesians chapter 4. We got the one body part. Ephesians chapter 4. Christ came down. He was in one body of flesh. God manifest in the flesh. After he purchased his church with his own blood, now believers can be baptized into that body. And now we have the indwelt. The Holy Spirit has taken residence in our life. Ephesians chapter 4, verse number 5. Watch this. One Lord. or Okay, verse number 4. I'm sorry. Ephesians 4, verse number 4. There is one body. How many bodies? Everybody, how many bodies? One. And one spirit. How many spirits? One. Even as you are called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism. One God and Father of all. Who is above all and through all. And in you all. I know I said this enough this morning. But just by way of review again. You see the same concept of Christ liveth in me. It's not, not I that liveth. But Christ. What is. Okay. What is this one baptism referring to? Because. Let me preface it with this question: Because are there two baptisms or one baptism? Well, one baptism. There, for the sake of tonight, there, there's 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 two. So the groups that teach water baptism will save. They'll say, "Well, there's just one baptism." Because there's one body. So Romans 6 has to be water baptism. Except when we read Romans 6. And we read 1 Corinthians 12. And we read Ephesians. Guess what word we see show up instead of water. Spirit. So when you are. When you trust Christ. You are baptized. By the Holy Spirit. And that's the one baptism that makes us part of the one body. Now, we have two baptisms because we do believe in baptism by immersion in water, right? Why can't that one body, why can't that, when it talks about the one baptism, why can't it not be the water? That's what we're going to answer tonight. Groups that teach water baptism saved, most of them also teach that the one baptism that is spoken about is the water. And we're going to get this cleared out tonight, Lord willing, if we can. 77 times in the New Testament, the word in Christ shows up. So before you and I were saved, we were out of Christ. Once we trusted Christ as our Savior, then we were saved and then we were put in Christ. How did you get into Christ? How did I get into Christ? Go to Galatians 3. And just read it, but I'd rather you see it. I'll tell you how you got into Christ. You got into Christ by baptism. Oh. Wait, let's read it. Galatians three, verse twenty-seven. You got to qualify this. Watch the Bible will. For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ, have put on Christ. You see that? You were baptized by God, God's Holy Spirit. You were. That's the baptism. That you and I received when we trusted Christ. How were we put into the one body. That is also the one spirit. We were put into this body. That we are all a part of. We were put into it. By baptism. But not by water baptism. (laughs) We were placed into this body. We were immersed in Christ. And that's the spirit baptism it's being talked about it's the same idea in John chapter 3 water and spirit you need you need that spirit baptism what's the water in John 3 is it water baptism the the water in John 3 is what are you in when you have your, before you are birthed, physically, you are in, here, when, when, when mamas are going to give birth, oh, her, what, what broke? Oh, her water broke. You are in a water sack. John 3 is distinguishing between a physical and a spiritual birth. And that's why he says you must be born again. You're born of water. That's a physical birth. We all came out of water. Yes, you were in a, you were in a balloon of water. And you were, and you were born. It's a water sap, for lack of a better medical term. And then you must be born again, which is a spirit birth. That's the water in John 3. John 3 is not talking about you need to have a water baptism by immersion to be saved. Well, there's two different baptisms, aren't there? By way of review, let's go to Mark 1. Look at Mark 1. Matthew, Mark. Uh, Verse 3, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare you the way of the Lord, make its path straight. Verse number 4, John did baptize in the wilderness and preach the baptism of repentance for the remission of sins. So this is John's baptism. And there went out unto him all the land of Judea and they of Jerusalem and were all baptized of him in the river of Jordan, confessing their sins. Let's keep reading because we'll see the the difference here I'd like to get to. And John, okay, so move move on down. Uh, in the, and he says in verse number 8, so he's doing all this stuff, and he says in verse number 8, I indeed have baptized you with water, but he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost. I don't want to go too slow, and I don't want to go too fast. I don't want to bore you. I don't want to kind of talk over you either, but John brings out a distinction. John's got a water baptism. Jesus has a what baptism? Spirit baptism. Jesus never baptized anybody into water. When we get to Romans chapter 6, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, that one body, we're talking about a what type of baptism? Spirit, not water. So you have two different types. And Jesus never baptized anybody with water. So if you're going to be in Christ, if you're going to be baptized by that one spirit, you're not going to be put in there by water. You're going to be put in there by the spirit of God. Go to Acts chapter number eight. Acts chapter eight. Uh, Philip is preaching out of Isaiah 53, verses 7 and 8. He's cross-quoting, uh, and he says um, in Acts chapter 8, verse 32, The place of the scripture which he read was this. He was led as a sheep for the slaughter, and like a lamb dumb before his shear, so opened he not his mouth, and his humiliation, his judgment, was taken away. And who shall declare his generation? For his life is taken from the earth. Verse number 34. And the eunuch answered Philip and said, I pray thee, of whom speaketh the prophet this, of himself or of some other man. Then Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture and preached unto him water baptism. No, it doesn't say that. It says he preached unto him Jesus. And you get an opportunity to preach to somebody. You preach unto them Jesus Christ. And add nothing else to it. He preached unto him Jesus. Verse number 36. And as they went on their way. I know it's simple to to read and see. But. He preached unto him. Who? Everybody who? Jesus. And then some time went by. And then what shows up after that time goes by. And as they went on their way, they came unto a certain water, and the eunuch said, see, here is water. Well, golly, you're pretty smart. You've identified water. What doth hinder me to be baptized? And, you know, they had to pull out, you know, that old archaic King James Bible, (laughs) because that's the only one that's got the verse. Most of the modern verses take this out. And but you but you gotta have it if you want to be doctrinally strong, because and Philip said, If thou what? If thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Folks, believing is not. Baptism, right? Do you see the clear context of this progression? Here's the preaching of the word. They come to water. He asked a very specific question and he gets a specific answer. If what? If thou believest, thou must or thou mayest. Believers, because once you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, the moment you believe, you are baptized with the Holy Spirit. That's well. That's the one baptism that puts us all in the one body. And as soon as that happens, do you know what we all become? Candidates for baptism. As soon, candidates. I'm sorry for water baptism. As soon as we are put. Immersed into the body of Christ Now we become a candidate For water baptism If you have trusted Jesus Christ For the salvation of your soul You have been put into his body By the Holy Spirit's baptism And now you are a candidate for water baptism If you have not yet been immersed in water That should be your Next step, thou mayest. Thou <laughs> mayest. You may do that. Now you must be born again. Thou mayest be baptized. It's strongly encouraged. The example through the Book of Acts is every single believer was water baptized. So someone who says I don't want to be water baptized is just either being rebellious. Either never trusted Christ in the first place, because why wouldn't you want to obey the Lord in that clear, obvious statement? Or they just haven't learned or haven't been taught or haven't asked the right questions or or whatever. But you know what you have? In verse number 36, he's asking this question in verse number 37. uh, Philip gives him the answer. You have somebody that is saved that hasn't received what? Water baptism. Can you be saved and not be water baptized? Yes. How much time went by? I don't know, but you have a saved man that has yet to be immersed in water. But you can only be part of the body with one baptism. What was that one baptism? The baptism of the Holy Spirit. That's the baptism that makes us one. All right. Acts 9, Acts 22. Let's get all these verses. Uh, uh, Matthew 9 and Revelation 1. We'll get them all and then we'll flip to them rather quickly. Revelation 1, Matthew 3, Acts 9 and Acts 22. We'll start in Acts 22. My, 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 Acts 22. Okay, see if we can get through this. Verse number 16. This is why you got to be careful you don't cherry-pick verses. The Bible says in Acts 22, verse 16, And now, why tarriest thou? Arise and be baptized, and wash away thy sins, calling on the name of the Lord. You know who's speaking to Paul? Ananias. You know what Ananias didn't do with Paul? Ananias did not preach the gospel to him. But there he is, and he's with Paul. And, matter of fact, Galatians 1 says, uh, regarding Paul, the gospel which was preached of me is not after man. For I neither received it of man, neither was taught it, but by the revelation of Jesus Christ. He got saved on that road to Damascus. He got a revelation from God. But he's with Ananias. And, an, and and what happens here in Acts 22, verse 16, we got a pretty good verse here that if you just cherry picked it, you could say a lot of things about it. And now, why tarryest thou? Rise and be baptized and wash away thy sins, calling on the name of the Lord. Now, go to Acts 9. Might as well do that. Go to Acts 9. Look at verse number 17. And Ananias went his way. Uh, now this, well, let me just keep reading. And entered into the house, and putting his hands on him, said, "Watch what he says." By the time Saul meets Ananias, watch how he addresses him. And he said, "Brother Saul, who would you call a brother?" Someone that's trusted Christ. He's yet to be put in water. Yet he refers by the time. Ananias shows up. Saul. Has already called the Lord. By the time Ananias shows up. He's calling him brother. Brother Saul. The Lord even Jesus that appeared unto thee. In the way as thou camest. Hath sent me that thou mightest receive thy sight and be filled with the Holy Ghost. And immediately there fell from his eyes, as it had been scales, and it received sight forth- forthwith, and arose and was baptized. He's called on the Lord. He was filled with the Holy Ghost. And then what happens after that? Verse 18 or 19. uh, 18. Then he was baptized. And you know what's happening in Acts 22? He's just recalling the event. Now we have a problem if we insist. That Paul had to be baptized for his sins to be washed away. We've got a couple of problems. Go to Matthew 3. If we park on Acts 22 and we say, Paul, if he didn't get in water, there'd be no way Paul's sins would be washed away. If you just take that verse and you run with that verse, you run into some problems that are going to contradict a whole lot of Scripture. Matthew 3, verse 15. Let's start at 13. Then cometh Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized. With him. Pretty easy to understand. John is going to baptize Jesus. It's not going to be by the Holy Spirit, it's going to be in water. But John forbade him, saying, I have need to be baptized of thee. John tries to get Jesus to put John in water. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Suffer it to be so now. Meaning, no, I'm not going to put you in water, John. You're going to put me in water. For thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. Why did Jesus get baptized in the Jordan River by John the Baptist? To fulfill all righteousness. Jesus did a righteous act. That's what it says, to fulfill all righteousness. So he did a righteous act. And Titus chapter 3 says, it's not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us. Did Jesus have any sins to be forgiven? Did he have any sins to be saved from? Water baptism doesn't wash away your sins. Because if it did, that's the first contradiction. The second contradiction is, Jesus said it was to fulfill all righteousness. Titus 3 says our salvation is not by works of righteousness. You've got yourself a contradiction. It can't be both. It was a righteous act that Jesus did and we can look at that righteous act and we can look at that example and say, you know what? That is a right thing for us to do as believers. But we've got two baptisms and one is the one baptism. The Holy Spirit of God is going to baptize us into the body of Christ. And then we can do a righteous act. And that's done by God. And then we can do a righteous act and obey the Lord. And then a man, a preacher, We'll do something. God did the first. Second is that water baptism. But that second is not the one baptism. The one baptism is being baptized by the Spirit. Go to Revelation 1. And the third contradiction you have, if you try to make water baptism the means that your sins are washed away, the third contradiction that you run into is in Revelation 1. Bible says in verse 5, and from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, and the first begotten of the dead, and the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us, and washed us from our sins in his own blood. Have you been to Jesus for the cleansing power? Are you washed in the blood of the Lord? The third contradiction is, if water baptism washed you from your sin, then what do you do with verse 5, Revelation 1? The blood of Jesus, Christ. Well, you come in contact with the blood and the water? No, you don't. No, you don't. Acts 10. Acts chapter 10. We are going to see that we receive the one baptism first and then the water baptism second. The one baptism is what makes us part of the body. Acts ten 43. Acts 42. And he commanded us to preach unto the people and testify that it is he which was ordained of God to be the judge of quick and dead to him, give all the prophets witness that through his name, whosoever believeth in him shall receive remission of sin. There's no water there. There's no water baptism there at all. It's whosoever believeth in him. Look at verse 44. While Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all of them which heard the word. They weren't immersed in water. They heard the word and the Holy Ghost fell on them. People say, well, they weren't immersed. It just just fell on them. In these two verses, I want you to see something. Look at verse 43 and look at believeth. Look at verse 44 and look at heard the word. They believed, they heard the word. What did they receive? The Holy Ghost. What is that? That's the one baptism. John 5, 24, verily, verily, I say unto you, he that heareth my word, And believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life, and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. Heareth my word, believeth on him that sent me. Heareth my word, and believeth on him that sent me. What about the water baptism? Uh, Verse 47. Look at verse 47. Can any man forbid water that these should not be baptized, which have received the Holy Ghost as well as we? What did they get first? The baptism of the Holy Ghost. What are they going to get second? Water baptism. What's the one baptism that's being spoken of in Ephesians and in 1 Corinthians that we're all part of? The one that they received first. And the one that we received first, verse 48, And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. Then prayed they him to tarry certain days. Everybody see that Holy Holy Spirit baptism, then followed by water baptism. And this is so important. It's so important that uh, it's reviewed by Peter in Acts 11. Let's see it again. The story, he's recanting that, re- rehearsing that. I think, I believe is what it says. Acts 11. He's not recanting. He's rehearsing. Watch what it says in verse four. But Peter rehearsed the matter from the beginning and expounded it by order under them saying, and he goes through this testimony. And watch what happens when he gets to verse number 14. The Bible says, who, who, shall, uh, who shall tell thee words whereby thou and all thy house shall be saved? We see the same thing. They heard words, the preaching of Jesus Christ, they believed, and all of that happened. And, they're saved. and now verse number 15, and as I began to speak, the Holy Ghost fell on them as on us at the beginning. Then remembered I the word of the Lord, how that he said, John indeed baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost. So in John chapter 10, lest anyone would say, well, they weren't really baptized with the Holy Ghost. It just kind of fell on them. He rehearses the matter in Acts chapter 11 and he clears the whole thing up by saying verse 15 the holy ghost fell on them verse 16 watch what the lord said John indeed baptized with water but ye shall be baptized with the holy ghost and he clears the whole matter up from Acts 10 unless there's any confusion as to the matter's rehearse and we see that they received a baptism before they were water baptized I don't know if you've ever been asked this question, but I've been asked this question. And said, I'm gonna ask you, you, get saved. I said, Yeah, I trusted Christ, and let's give a brief elevator pitch testimony uh as as an icebreaker. And um then the follow up is it, it has been to me in the past. I'm sure it's been to you. Well, were you water, were you baptized? And I said, Yeah, when I trusted Christ, I was I was baptized. And the reason I say that is because. Not because I was not water baptized I was but I'm just anticipating that I know where they're going <laughs> I know where you're going with this you're trying to get the water saves you want to get me to acts 22 and you want to get me to acts 238 you want to act like nothing you want to act like God only wrote one book are you saved tonight you were baptized the moment you were saved. Now you're a candidate for water baptism. I hope you've been water baptized. But it won't save you. I indeed baptize you with water under repentance. But he that cometh after me is mightier than I. Whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost. And with fire. We're not getting into the fire. But this Jesus never baptized with water. So let's finish out. Hope everybody saw that concerning water baptism. Uh, Get Romans 6 and 1 Corinthians 12. We'll finish where we started and we'll be dismissed. Romans 6, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. to 1 Corinthians 12. We'll do that one first. We'll read it again. I want to s- point out a few things. First, uh, w- uh, One or two things here. First Corinthians 12, verse 13, for by one spirit are we all baptized into one body. I know I'm re- reading this again, but I want all of us to get this. It can't be any clearer that the one baptism we share is a spirit baptism And that makes us part of the body of Christ. Whether we be Jews or Gentiles. Whether we be bond or free. Now watch this. And have been all made to drink. Into one body. You know what that goes back to? What we were talking about this morning. Christ liveth in me. When you trust Christ. When I trust Christ. Not only. Are we in Christ? But Christ is in us. You know why this can't be water baptism, the one baptism? Because when you get in water, you get in water. The water doesn't get in you. You don't drink the water. You are placed into the water and you come out of the water. But that one spirit baptism is completely different. You are all made to drink. You are in Christ. But like I tried to hammer as hard as I can hammer this morning. you Christ is also in you. There are two different baptisms. And the spirit one makes us all part of the body of Christ. And here's why I was so hard this morning. On, how, on on Christian living. You go back to the moment in your mind. And you recall when you were water baptized. When you were put into that water. When you were making preparations to be put in that water. You know what you and I started to do? Act different. We did. We're fixing our hair, we're fixing our clothes, we're standing in the water, we're very aware because we're not sure if it's going to be cold or hot, or we, we don't know. So we're, we're and then some is going to take you and fully immerse you in water, so you start acting different. You're going to hold your nose, you're going to close your eyes, and then you're going to go under that water. And as soon as you come up out of that water, we all act different. We we don't hold up, We don't walk around holding our nose and closing our eyes like we're going to be immersed underwater. And we don't act like that anymore. We only act like that when we're in the water. Where are you going with this? Are you in Christ? Okay. Are you ever coming out of Christ? You came out of that water. Are you ever coming out of Christ? No. When you get in Christ, you should act different. When can you stop acting different? You shouldn't. You should not act different. It's not like you're in water and out of the water. You are in Christ. He is in you. And your life is hid with Christ in God. Christ lives in you. Act different. All the time. Not just at church. Think different. All the time. Not just during church services. Listen to different music. Get yourself a different dress code. Get yourself a new set of friends. Get yourself some priorities that are aligned with eternal perspective. You live and act different because you are in Christ and you ain't getting out. Finish where we start. Romans 6. No, you're not. So many of us were baptized into Jesus Christ, were baptized into his death. Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father. Even so, we also should walk in newness of